Are you a presenter, a trainer, or a facilitator? I'm Becky Pike Puth with the Bob Pike Group, and I am, of course, all, as well as actress, mother, connoisseur, sister, friend. Okay, you get the idea. But today we're going to focus in on one. You wear all the hats, but today we're going to focus in on a facilitator. All right. So I'm going to give you a little quick, what am I riddle? And of course, it comes from a very, very highly respected journal um, called Reader's Digest. All right. You go at red, but you stop at green. What am I? You are a watermelon. Mm, that sounds so good right now. All right. Here's another one if you didn't get that one. I'm tall when I'm young, and I'm short when I'm old. What? am I? You are a candle. So right now, a facilitator isn't a watermelon, and we aren't a candle per se, but we do have to answer lots of questions and clarify sometimes, but really, we're giving the questions to the audience to collect data, to inform, to problem solve, to find consensus, and typically, we're the ones asking the riddle and they're the ones answering it. So what are some of the differences between presenter trainer? I'm just gonna focus on facilitator since you know what those other two are. A facilitator is gonna, it's probably a subject matter expert that leads people through a process, okay? It's not a training, it's a process of some sort. Um, inquire, they challenge, they question, they draw out data. Usually the group size is less than 15 is what we try to keep it. And of course, length of time is typically a day or less. The content is the goal is for the group to achieve whatever that common goal is. The flow is really flexible and dynamic based on the group. So there's never going to be two exact facilitated sessions. The format's typically group work. We're collaborating together. We might break out into smaller groups, but it's typically as a group. And the Q&A isn't really like, hey, what questions do you have for me? It's more open-ended. We're looking for consensus. We're looking for each individual to share. Um, an example might be brainstorming, defining annual goals, project planning, those types of things. And then finally, what types of visual? Typically, it's going to be post-its, wall charts, um, those types of things to gain and gather and analyze data. Not looking at the PowerPoint and things like that. So that is what a facilitator really is doing. Are you sometimes facilitating is a, a really good question to consider. So some of the, there's four main purposes for a facilitator. Um, number one is to help group, a group make decisions. Number two is to deal with a conflict that might be happening within a group. Number three is uh, to create a product of some sort. For me, it'd be designing a new class. We have a bunch of three-hour crash courses. I'm in the midst of always creating, 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 um, and having new content. And then the fourth is explore a topic of some sort. So one of those four is typically what you're looking at. Now, those are the main purposes, but one of the bad things that happens is facilitators can create a demotivating experience, and we want to create a motivating experience. I'm just going to look at a couple to give you an idea of what is motivating versus demotivating. So 
somebody that's a really good facilitator is going to allow for silence for people to think and reflect, write on post-it notes, gather their thoughts alone first, then share back with the group. If we just say, all right, group think, the problem with that is once I hear someone else's idea, I can't really think of my own and or that can be demotivating as well as lecture. We are going to motivate by encouraging broad participation, but what's demotivating is no options, no choices. You have to do it this way. A great facilitator keeps things moving and avoids lag time. We want to keep 60%, 70% of the group moving, and when they're done, you move on. We want to keep up with the majority. And the last one to give you an example Assigning roles to participants is motivating. People know exactly what to do versus what's demotivating where you're doing it all yourself. And that actually can take up a lot more time. So as we close out the difference between facilitating, presenting, I want to share with you a little joke. I'm, I'm married to a PGA golf professional, so I like this one. A player asked his golf coach, what's wrong with my game? And the coach replied, you're standing too close to the ball after you've hit it. Well, okay, the same is true with facilitating. If we are too close to the content ourselves, we're giving answers away. We want to make sure that we put it in their court. So we shouldn't be standing too close to the solution. It should be the participants. Thanks for tuning in to this Creative Training Techniques podcast. Love that you have followed us. Please share with others. We're glad to be here every Friday. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week on Friday.